Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings for all those out there at The Voice of Healing Radio. You know, it's amazing. Uh, Actually, The Voice of Healing was started back in the 1950s by a a brother by the name of Gordon Lindsay, which released the healing revivals uh, that went through the United States. And uh, men that were in that magazine were used in order to bring a new move of God, hallelujah, not only to this nation, the United States, but to the whole world. And those men actually prophesied, men like A.A. Allen, Jack Coe, William Branham, about the time we're in right now. What's interesting to me is as I see the Lord taking it, this whole thing into another level, and I'm here with uh, Matthew Thayer, and as we were talking before the show, he's really talking about this reawakening is just not about what's happening in the natural, what he's doing in his film, his documentaries, but he's also talking about things that are unfolding. And I appreciate that, brother, because very few people really do understand and see what's going on in the spirit realm. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's been exciting uh, to be a part of the movement and to be documenting what's happening because it's really, it is a historical event. It's like nothing we've never, ever seen before. Um, I've been paying attention to a lot of political upheavals and, you know, knowing about stuff like, you know, the Federal Reserve and, you know, all that sort sure. of stuff for sure. years and years and years. But to, to see this many people engaging yeah. with stuff that at one point would have been passed off as quote-unquote conspiracy theory, yeah. but all of a sudden realizing like, oh, wait a minute, hold on a second. All of those people that were talking about this years ago, and I happen to be one of those, my dad happened to be one of those, and so to see that unfolding and to be a part of bringing the story to life in a, in a documentary film way has uh, is, is been an honor. You know, amen. You know, uh, I, actually I was just talking to Alex Jones, interviewing him, and we were talking about Nephilim. And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, my God. We're talking on, on, on all over the United States about Nephilim. I mean, it's really coming out it's now. It's crazy. I actually, I, I've been reading, um, I, I've been working on another project. Um, and uh, I was doing some research on a, a Michael Heiser's books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read his stuff. But uh, he did some really deep work on on the Nephilim and like Book of Enoch and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And it's pretty insightful. And I think it's, it, it's, I don't think it's accidental that we haven't been taught some of those things yeah. uh, because I really believe that it speaks into some of the stuff that we're seeing today. Well, you know, it really, when you talk about revelation being revealed, it's revealed in the time that it's meant to be understood. Exactly. And I, I feel that we're in that time. And before we get into, into these documentaries, Matthew, I, I wanted to ask, how did you, you know, I've noticed that most creative people, whether film, music, uh, musicians, 
they, they really have a prophetic gift or a gift of prophecy. And the Lord uses them in that way in order to get a message out. But they do it in that parabolic, the mystery way, and that God's really using them at a much deeper level to get people to understand what's going on. How did you, how did you become a, a producer? How, how did that whole unfold, unfold for you? Uh, well, I, I'd always loved story ever since I was a kid. I mean, I, I you know, would love uh, Disney films, you know, like back when, uh, back when they would only release like one a year during, you know, yeah. during, during the summer, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. It was like the big release. And, and everyone's like, wow, yeah, I can't oh, wait. Hey, Peter Pan, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, and so mom and dad would take us to those. And, and I remember seeing um, Aladdin uh, for the first time when I was 13 years old. I watched it like three times. And, and I remember going through the credits and going like, wait a minute people get paid to do this, you yeah. know, like, wow. Like, you know, and it was just like kind of blew your mind yeah. as 13 years old that people draw cartoons and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I started pursuing animation, but then, you know, uh, things just kind of happen. You get married and, you know, you think you just got to take a, another, you know, regular job, you know, so I did mortgages and yeah. escrow and, oh you know, waited tables and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and then I kind of, I, I hit a real low point, I actually went through a divorce and uh, it was just kind of like, basically there was like bedrock, there was like 50 feet of crap and then me, right? Wow. And I was like flat on my back and I was like, all right, well, God, you know, what, what am I supposed to do now? And he's like, well, you know, that thing that I put in your heart that you've always wow. wanted to do, but you never did, you could do that. And I was like, Okay, touche. Yeah, isn't right? that amazing how the Lord brings us to those places to yeah. get our attention? Yeah, and he's, and, and he's waiting the whole way down with us, right in the elevator. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he's he's <laughs> kindly sarcastic with me. So, uh, and so um, what he did was actually um, I, I just started attending Bethel up at, uh, in Reading. I, I moved down there, and uh, like I said, my life just kind of imploded. But it was God, you know, really sifting through all of the crap, right? And so I remember sitting in the sanctuary, and he just started dropping scenes of, of movies that still haven't been made yet. And I started realizing, like, I got to get this out of my head. You, you mean you mean that you were literally visualizing things? Mm -hmm. I was literally seeing scenes. I, so, I, I, so the Lord, the Holy Spirit was just pop, dropping things into yep. your spirit, man. Yep. You were having these visions. Yep. And the Lord was talking to you, this is what I want done. Yep. Wow. Yep. And Amen. so I started realizing, like, I got to get this out of my head. So I went to Barnes and Noble. I was homeschooled my entire life, so self-learning is, you know, not foreign. And so I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought the book that I could find on screenwriting and I started mm. reading it and taught myself how to screenwrite and and then uh, I had done a lot of motion graphics and stuff like that, so I started learning how to do editing and and then uh, wow. got on the camera team up at Bethel and uh, just started to learn, you know, what it's like to be around the camera, but all for the purpose of, of telling stories. What I realized was, is that it wasn't so much the technology and like the animation, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so when you're animating, you, the, the animators that are really good are really just concerned about making something move, yeah. right? And making something look good. I was always more interested in the story. I was always more interested in like, well, these are the characters and this is yeah. what they do and this is the plot, you know? And I realized that and so, <laughs> I started uh, studying story and um, 
and I actually uh, started using my kids as um, as actors because they're wow. cheap. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so we made a, a little film called Lemonade, um, and we put it up on YouTube. And we thought like, oh, that's just you know, it's gonna be fun. The kids can show their friends at school or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it actually ended up uh, going on to get eight million views. We wow. won our local film festival, and everybody was like, oh, hey, what's going on? And so we started making more short films. Did a lot of commercials. I've done a lot of thirty second commercials and different corporate videos and things. And then uh, last year. Um, my uh, a friend of mine, Daryl Lefevre and uh, Joe Knopp, who um, produced Unplanned. Well, Joe had been introduced to Laura Trump, and so uh, they had talked about like, well, there's all these stories of these women that are around Trump that are you know telling these you know stories that are completely counter narrative yeah. and aren't getting out there. Well, what if we did a documentary? And so they came to me to direct it. And so we directed The Trump I Know last year. Uh, we produced it in three months mm-hmm. um, from start to finish, uh, from June to September. Wow. And uh, we released it right before the, uh, the election. Um, and uh, we got censored and all this other stuff. And a lot of people are like, why haven't I heard of this? Well, it's like because we got, we got censored. Sure. And then, um, and then uh, Clay uh, Clark uh, from Re- uh, Reawakening uh, uh, Tour saw the documentary and you know we got connected and he said hey I want to hire you to you know tell the story of what's going on nice and so that's kind of now you're talking here. about the reawakening the reawakening series yeah. yeah so so you've been here have you been here for, since the inception uh, how of the reawakening uh, no 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 we we uh, clay and I met uh, in June Okay. And so there had already been the Tulsa event and the Tampa event. Okay. And, and so we, we started filming um, in Anaheim. Nice. And then we've been traveling around. We've been to the Cyber Symposium. We went to Bards Fest. Uh, we also went to uh, um, Grand Rapids and then Colorado Springs as well. And, uh, you know, just compiling this story. And our, our heart is to tell a four-part episode series mm-hmm. because it's a big story. And so this first episode really sets the stage by, you know, showing the battle between light and dark and how, you know, the the, the church will sit there and complain and be like, oh, everything is so dark and so godless. And it's like, well, but you've abdicated your responsibility to, you know, man the gates, right? So. So what do you think? You know what I mean? Like sure. it's like, oh, the sons of darkness are just taking, you know, the vehicle and running it off the cliff. And it's like, well, that's what they do, <laughs> you know. But you're the one that left the keys, you know. Sure. So, um, so we really do talk very strongly about how the church has done abdicated it. We get to know Clay a little bit. And then we also bring in William Federer. I don't know if you know who William Federer no. is, but you should have him on your show. Um, he's really great. He's a historian. Okay. Um, and he brings some amazing context. And, and hopefully by the end of the documentary, people will watch it and go, yeah, why isn't the church involved in this? Because yeah. I believe, like we were talking about before, you know, the, the, uh, before we got on the air was, you know, this is, this is the next level of revival. This is the next yeah. wave of revival. Yeah. You know, and I think there's a lot of our brothers and sisters that aren't seeing that yet yep. because they see it as like, oh, it's a political movement. And so all oh, of the political spirit, it's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is where this, the, the people, people of the last movement, the Toronto movement, yeah. right? Right. They, they always talk about how the people from the Jesus revolution movement didn't understand what was going mm-hmm. on. And, and, <laughs> and I've heard pastors say that the people that were in charge of the last move of God usually can't see the next one. And we're seeing it again now. I, I, it amazes me. It's like the blinders are on. Yeah. I mean, 
one of the first things I, when the Lord started calling me to the ministry, I didn't, I didn't want to be in the ministry. I didn't want nothing to do with the ministry. I, I didn't, you know, I'm like, Lord, I'm a businessman. Just, you know, let me do my business and I'll, I'll tithe 90 and I'll only keep 10. Right. And it just didn't worry. Lord was like, I don't need your money. You know, I, I need you to be a mouthpiece. And it, when the Lord started speaking to me, I was so shocked. All I wanted was for everybody to hear from the Lord for, for themselves I, because it was so impactful on my life. Little did I know the road he was going to take me down and start changing stuff and really, you know, took me through a washing process. And it, it wasn't overnight. I was, I was you know, uh, they should write a story about me. That would be a documentary. I'll take the rest of your life. Right. But, but all those changes. But, you know, even now, uh, us moving to Houston from California and, and what's happening here with the television, the media, film, it's like I've never, I've never, I've seen miracles. I've seen people raised from the dead. I've seen blind eyes open, deaf ears. I've seen signs. I've seen gold break out on people. I've seen diamonds fall into the meetings. I see stuff where people look and just shake their head, right? But I've never seen the miracles like I'm seeing now. It's a whole different uh, anointing. It's, and I, the only thing I can say, it's governmental and financial, which is something that I'm like, okay, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden I have all these guys all of a sudden coming into the ministry, producers, actors, actresses, right, that, that, are, that are names in Hollywood. And I'm looking at this, and, and all of a sudden they're coming to me saying, I, we don't want to act for Hollywood no more. We want to act for Jesus. Absolutely. Right, and I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, well, why me? But see, sometimes when we just do what the Lord asks us to do, and we don't mm -hmm. get in the way of it, right, and, and bring a preconceived idea or notion in, he can flow through us pure than if he would have hired some producer that wanted to do it his way or some actor, whoever else. I, I want to ask you this, the reawakening series, when you got involved with it, mm -hmm. What was your thoughts like? You came in and you, have you watched, have you, do you see it changing? Do you see it evolving? Do you see, uh, like I, the first one I was in was Anaheim. And from Anaheim till now, I'm seeing a huge change. Mm -hmm. What have you seen? Learn on the go with the Voice of Healing video on demand platform. Stream hours of rich understanding on any platform, any device, anytime, and anywhere right at your fingertips. Your calling is great and your promise is huge. Gain access to all the broadcasts that The Voice of Healing is releasing worldwide and catch fire for this next season. Sign up today by heading to voh.church slash watch and be inspired. Yeah, no, I, I, see, I, I see it increasingly becoming more and more spiritual. Um, and, and, it's, and, and, that's, and, that, and that's the key. You know, we go back in, in time and we, you know, that's what we do in the documentary. We kind of show that, you know, the entire foundations of our country was based on, on godly principles. And where does that come from? And we explore that and we give people real quantifiable evidence that they can take and go, oh, I can stand on this. Right, because there's so many people that, that, that you know, like, oh, well, the founding principles or whatever, and it's just like a, it's like a catchphrase. It's like it doesn't really have any meat on the bones, right? Yeah. Because when people say, well, what are they? It's like, well, uh, you know, so I don't know, right? Yeah. And so that's really hard to to stand on shifty sand, sure. right? You have sure. to have a rock, right? So with the documentary, that was the goal was to, to was to unashamedly talk about our spiritual heritage, mm -hmm. right? Talk about the prophetic. Amen. We talk about God speaks. 
Yep. The the whole the really the impetus of 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 this is talking about is God real? Mm, amen. Right? And if God's real, then he might have a plan on how to get through this and he might have a plan on how to uh, how a nation should be built, right? Sure. He would have plans for all of these things because he's God, Amen. right? And so that's really the, uh, that, that's really, you know, and, and so it's been really fun to be a part of this movement. And I've, I have a few friends who, you know, are kind of, you know, revival junkies, you know, uh, yeah. Ben, one of my, uh, my sound guy, uh, he, he's been on like uh, with Lou Engel and stuff like that and moved up to Bethel and been at IHOP and, mm. and all that. And, uh, and when he came to this uh, in Anaheim, uh, and subsequent uh, events, he was like, this feels like that. He's yeah. like, there's something here that's very similar to to that over there. And there's been a lot of people that have been talking about that. I, actually, <laughs> er, earlier uh, in, in the COVID, when everything started happening, actually the Lord started talking to me about what's going to happen in COVID. Mm-hmm. And we started watching all of it unfold. But the Lord spoke to me that he was going to use pressure mm-hmm. through the government, that, that, that it would come through this whole thing with Trump. Yep. to get Christians back on their knees and, and get them back in prayer and start pushing them forward to bring about his divine plan, right? So I sort of look at this at a whole different view than everybody else. But um, when you hear prophetic voices like, say, Kent Christmas, Lana Vosner, uh, Veronica West, all now prophesying about the final harvest starting by the end of this year and next year, that says something about where we're at because the early church did believe that the harvest wouldn't be, that's it, and then we're out. They believed that the Lord would basically bring a remnant forward, Mm -hmm. that he could use a prophetic remnant Mm -hmm. that would bring in the harvest and the glory of God would last for a thousand years. So I don't think we're coming to an end. I want to go back to what the men were taught by the apostles. Yep. uh, Ignatius was the disciple of John the Revelator. You want to find out what the book of Revelations is about, go read Ignatius. Right. He, he, I know, if I'm going to drink out of the Colorado River, I'm not going to drink it up in the mountains of Colorado, not down in Mexico, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I believe that God's coming back for a glorious bride. Exactly. Right? And, and, and he's not coming back for, uh, for a girl who's hiding scared in the closet with the cat. You know what I mean? Like exactly. he's coming back for a bride that uh, that stands, you know, side by side with him, that can reign into eternity, and and uh, you know, looking around, I don't see that yet, and no. and so, but I see that I see the sparks of it happening because yeah. people are starting to realize, like, oh, this takes courage. Oh, this takes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we look at the Bible, and this was so fascinating to me. It's like we read this Bible, and we t- repeat these stories, yeah. right? But every single one of them is hinged on courage. Yeah, Almost every single one of them. I mean, exactly. it's like every they they were faced, you know, with some sort of, and and that's what makes that's what as a storyteller, that's what makes a good story. Sure, right? Is somebody faced with insurmountable odds, right? And yeah. they believe uh-huh. and they have courage. They step forward. God meets them there. Boom! Like everything changes, uh, right? Yeah. And it's like, but yet when it comes time in our own lives, yeah, we're like. Uh, well, I, I should just get the jab anyway. No problem. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. you're like, oh, you know, and you're like, I, are you, why are you caving? Yeah. The same God within the Bible is the same God that's Today. right there right now inside of you, yeah. right? I, I remember a testimony of a couple. They had they were losing everything and mm-hmm. didn't have a job. And uh, three kids, no food, the cupboards were empty, and they came to church and they 
you know, they threw the last few dollars in the offering and asked me for prayer. And I said, well, you know, let me pray about, you know, uh, we'll help you out and do this. Well, they got home. They, they were back the next morning. All the cupboards, everything in their house, the refrigerator, all filled, even toilet paper. Wow. And, and I'm thinking, okay, somebody got there before I did, right? And he said, my, and he said, a pastor, they, no way. I'm the only person who has the key to my house. That's amazing. So nobody got in there. I said, well, Jesus then got in there, right? So, <laughs> yeah, and I've seen this happen several times, the God of wow. our provision, right? So I'm like, don't worry about it because the Lord will provide mm-hmm. no matter what it, what it is. Yeah. Jesus can multiply food in our cupboards. Yeah. You know, he's the creator of the universe. So hallelujah. Now we're in the middle of a great shaking. I mean, and you talked about earlier, uh, the you know, producers, actors, people coming out of Hollywood. Well, it's, it's interesting because over the last 20, 30 years, you mm-hmm. know, the church is kind of like, oh, hey, you know, we probably should get involved in media, you know, um, <laughs> because it's like, you know, you're complaining that, you know, there's nothing good to watch. And it's like, well, it's because, you know, there's godless people making it. But um, the pro- but the funny thing was, is that, and, and everybody was like, oh, we need to be Josephs and Daniels, right? We need to get in there mm. and we need to serve. And, and, uh, and, and everybody had this, this heart to serve the Nebuchadnezzar or serve the Pharaoh, right? Which is yep. noble, right? And, and I think that was the season and that was the phase. Right, mm-hmm. but the reason why we're seeing such a mass exodus right now is that Nebuchadnezzar has turned into Belshazzar, mm. and and he's literally pissing in the instruments of the temple. Yeah, right, and he's taking the sacred and making it profane, and God doesn't he doesn't smile on that. You, you, yeah. you know, you, literally the writing on the wall, and and all of a sudden now you have these Daniels that are going like, I don't think I can serve this. Yeah. Right. And so they're leaving. But what's amazing is that just like Moses growing up in the in in Pharaoh's house, yeah. right? He wasn't a slave. So he yeah. could lead. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so you have all of these people over the last, you know, 20, 30 years, I know, I know several of them that have built an amazing career, have worked on some of the top pro- projects that have come mm-hmm. out, you know, over the last several decades. And now they're they're coming into this other place and they're, they're bringing all of that with them. And yeah. it's like Rome built the roads, sure. right? But then the gospel got released, right? So yeah. it's, I, I think we're going to, we are heading into an amazing, amazing, amazing age of media, I believe. Yeah. Well, Paul said he was a man born at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he wrote two thirds of the New Testament. He was around with Jesus and he's saying, this is not the time to be born. You know, what other time was he talking about? It's clearly now, right? And and people say will say to us, well, that's governmental stuff. You need to keep out of it. But I remind people: one, John the Baptist dealt with the governments of his day. That's number one. Number two, the Book of Revelations, the Apocalypse, is about the destruction of the veil. The veil going into the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. So who went into the Holy of Holies? It was the high priest, yep. the king priest. They're called a king because yep. they're governmental, yep. right? And God's bringing His government back into it, and people don't understand it. The Lord's done with sheep. He's looking for ox. Our entire country was based on, on the foundational principles of congressional church, Amen. right? And so when people say like, oh, we shouldn't get involved in government, why don't you tell that to, uh, I believe is a, a Thomas Hooker, mm-hmm. right? Thomas Hooker, who, who, preached, a, who preached a sermon in the mm. 1600s, 1636, I believe, yeah. right? He preached that sermon, and up until 1813, I believe, it was the written constitution mm. of Connecticut. A Amen. sermon. Yeah. A sermon was the constitution of Connecticut, right? I, and so why are we saying that we're not supposed to be getting involved in government? Sure. 
when there, when when our history is riddled, yeah, riddled with these stories of of pastors that got involved, had these yeah. same conversations. Well, we shouldn't be getting involved. Should we get be getting involved? Should we? And then the church burns down and they get involved. Yeah. Well, it's I, like you, you look at the whole story of Paul Revere. If you remember, the British are coming. The British mm-hmm. are coming. Right? He was telling that to a pastor mm-hmm. that him and his that him him and his church took up guns and were the first to fight the British. Right. The first bullets that were were were, were shot were pastors Absolutely. and Christians that started the Revolutionary War. So don't tell me, and they were all trained. They were ready to, he's, he basically told Paul Revere, I'm, he, he was going, you better get out of this. And I, I, I forget who it was, I want to say Adams and Hancock, the signers of the Declaration of Independence were in his church. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they were like, get out, you better get out. And he said, no, we've been trained for this. Yeah. And so they were ready to start this country that would be started Right. Hallelujah. By God. And I, I love that. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard that George Washington was, visit, was visited by an angel at the lowest point of, of, of the war. And not only did the, the angel prophes, prophesy to him about what would happen, he told him the outcome, don't worry, you know, God's with you. But he also told him what our outcome was going to be. And it's good news. So anybody can say what they want. I'm, I'm trumping them with an angel, right? <laughs> so the angel is going to be the one that, that, that gives us that word. Absolutely. So I believe God's bringing back these kings and priests, Matthew. Tell us a little more about how people can get in contact with you, mm-hmm. get the film, get yep. these documentaries, yep. and uh, anything else that, that God puts in your heart. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> right now, because... Um, you know, uh, Amazon and Hulu and, and Netflix are probably not going to want to have a documentary series mm. on it that talks about the Great Reset and uh, election fraud, medical fraud, you know, those kinds of things. Um, we've uh, we've created our own site at reawakeningseries.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's basically, we, we've, they've taken our guns from us distribution-wise, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we can create bullets, but there's nothing to shoot with. So we've created our own website. Um, we it is also going to be on uh, Charisma Plus app, yep. um, and uh, and then we're working out some other distribution deals. But right now, what people can do is if they go to reawakeningseries.com, it's essentially also a crowdfunding platform yeah. because the first episode is a, is going to be released on Monday, but it's essentially the pilot. Okay. And uh, and right now we're fundraising for episodes two, three, and four. Nice. We've filmed quite a bit of, of what we need, but there's some additional interviews, and of course we've got to do all the post production and everything else. Um, but you can go there. You can purchase the package. You can either purchase the first episode. You can purchase all four episodes. You can also purchase a, all four episodes and some nice. T-shirt or a hat or whatever. It's kind of like a like a GoFundMe or a, you know or a, sure. a crowdfunding thing. Um, and then what's cool is that you get a membership login to the back end of our site, uh-huh. and then you can just watch it straight from there. And nice. so you can stream it from your phone onto your you know, Apple TV or Roku or you know, Chromecast, whatever that you have on your setup on your TV, and you can just watch it straight from there. And you know that every single dollar that you put in is going to uh, 
people, patriots that, that believe in, in what you believe and you're Amen. supporting them because that's what's really important right now. We've got to defund this swamp, right? We, yeah. can't, we can't keep giving money to Netflix sure. and to Disney Plus and to Hulu. I, I can't even let my kids just scroll through what's on Netflix anymore. You, yes. just, just the thumbnails. Sure. Right. It's like garbage. I, it's garbage, yeah. and and they've become so agenda driven and so message centric, and but people are craving stories, and so we're having to create our own platforms right now, and until we actually figure out, you know, how to make some, you know, better artillery, artillery, nice. you're right, yeah. uh, with some other platforms of our own. Uh, but for right now, yeah, you can go there, uh, reawakeningseries.com, and then the cool thing is, is that. The uh, uh, you also get the Trump I know our previous documentary for free. Nice and uh, and and we've got uh, that is actually on Amazon and we've got like over seventeen hundred positive reviews on Amazon like five stars and uh, some people have told me that's their favorite documentary about the president. Um, as far as I understand, it's the only documentary about the president that actually has an exclusive interview with him in it. We were we interviewed him in the White House um, and we interviewed Kaylee McEnany, Laura Trump. Uh, Paula White also is there. Uh, Mercedes, Mercedes and Matt Schlapp, Katrina Pearson, Kimberly Guilfoyle, Eric Don Jr. is in there. And so, um, but we really got the inside story of who he is. Yeah. And, um, and, and people say that they, they love it. Um, we, we, we work hard on these documentaries, not just to create something that you could find on YouTube. Right. Yeah. It's like we want to create something that's more of a film experience where sure. people are watching it and we're using the visuals to tell the story and taking people on a journey. Nice. You know, and it's not just a barrage of information and a barrage of, of, of interviews. We, we work really, my team and I work really, really hard to create an experience so nice. that when people walk away going like, wow, that, that's over already. I want more mm. or, you know, feeling like they were taken on a journey. Nice. Well, it's been a, you know, it's like anytime you have a good interview, it just goes so fast. It's, I, I felt like we just sat down. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to have to do something together again, Matthew. Yeah, I, I for just sure. feel like uh, I've have a. Uh, I feel like your family. I'll just <laughs> say it that way, man. Absolutely. So we're here with producer Matthew Thayer, and please, uh, for those of you that are out there that are listening, you know, we have such a wide range of people that we're meeting. Let's get onto his uh, website, thereawakeningseries.com. We need to support this. We need to support what he's doing. I mean, there's so many of you out there that are that are really wanting to do something for for uh, the 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 Republican Party, the Conservative Party, and and this is a great way of of keeping information going out. Because I mean, there's so much out there that is ridiculous today uh, that people are watching it. it. It's it's it has no content. It's horrible. But and I know what Matthew's done here is is just quality. And so we really want to support him. We want to support and, uh, him get this uh, movie out, all the series of it. And, and like he said, he's going to put the Trump I know in their ser- uh, documentary also. So we want to thank you for tuning in today with the Voice of Healing Radio. God bless you. Please give us a call. Get on to us in in a text, uh, 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 email. Please let us know what you're thinking. This is Mike Petro. God bless you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 
1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.